Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The rogue of wrestling, Michael Newman. Common problem for WWE superstars. Like, they never know how to react to the lights going off. Like, Undertaker made a career out of that. And the New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan. Why did no one who feuded with The Undertaker over all these years just bring a flashlight down to the room? <laughs> You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Can you imagine that, like, <laughs> shielding his eyes, like, hissing as he runs away or something? <laughs> like, some goth kid. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Superstar Shakeup edition of the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Try to say that five times fast. I'm the New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. My tag team partner is the rogue of wrestling, Mr. Michael Newman. How you doing this week, Newman? You know, I'm not as ambitious as you. You did it once, and uh, that was really good. Great job. I, I just got in the zone. Like, I I was just like, that was the first take, guys. First take, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, uh, which, that's what they call me. They call me First Take Joe. First no, Take Joe because he only lasts five minutes in bed. Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know. It, eh, it wasn't great. Uh, just kind of, <laughs> superstar Shakeup. Eh, it wasn't great. It was okay. Yeah, it was okay. There's a, there's that's a also what they. That's also what they say about me. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't great. <laughs> oh man! All right. So who who do you think got the best out of the Shakeup? Uh, for the sh- like, which show got the best? Uh, I was actually thinking individual superstar, but actually, you know what? Show. Which show do you think got the best? Show hands down SmackDown. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to argue with that. Between getting Samoa Joe, getting Vega, and Almas, like getting Oscar, if they don't fuck up Oscar, <laughs> they got a lot of good stuff in this draft. And Jeff Hardy, they got Jeff Hardy. But Raw did get yeah. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, and that's a pretty big get. You want me to run down the the list real quick? Um, sure, if you want. Okay, to. so this is Raw picked up: uh, Jinder Mahal, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Ruby Riot, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Zack Ryder, Tyler Breeze, Fandango, Natalia, Mojo Raleigh, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Bobby Roode, Mike Kanellis, Chad Gaver, Connor, and Victor. Ooh, yeah, they also got Chad Gable. That's a that's a good get. That's yeah, an by underrated himself. Get. Interesting breakup mm-hmm. of Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Um, I think it's a a good move though because Shelton obviously can carry himself in individual matches. He wasn't relying on the tag team whatsoever, and neither was Gable because as we saw in these matches with say Rusev and stuff like that, Gable's a solid one on one competitor as well. we've been singing his praises. I think he's fucking amazing. You know, I think it'd be really great if, especially at least until Jason Jordan gets back, if you treat Jad Gable kind of like how they were with Jason Jordan, where he's trying to prove himself over and over to Kurt Angle and asking Mm -hmm. for big matches and stuff, that'd be really great. It would feed into both of their characters and it would really feed naturally into like whenever Jason Jordan comes back, if, if he's on the same show. And Kurt Angle's still the GM and stuff, and Chad Gable's still around, then of course he's going to have to interact with him. Yeah, I think you kind of have multiple avenues you can go down with that one, right? You can mm-hmm. either have Chad being like the Chad is also, uh, I don't think he won a medal, but he was at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So you could have him make a connection with Angle that way. You could also have him kind of go, you could do, go down the silly angle of like Gable claiming that he's actually the son. It was <laughs> a mix up, and it wasn't Jordan, it was him. Uh, or you could just have like Angle kind of being like the the father figure to Gable <gasps> right now, and so then when like Jordan comes back, they kind of compete over Dad, right? Yes, exactly. That's oh my god, that's so perfect. Because yeah, all right. So he keeps he starts warming up to Kurt, like you're saying, sort of like a surrogate father angle, right? Yeah. And then eventually Jason Jordan comes back, and then mix. And then they're both trying to like compete and see who's the best and trying to comp- like you know impress Kurt Angle the most. But then like, Chad, but then Chad has to get the upper hand over Jason Jordan. So Jason Jordan is super mad and super angry because like, God damn it, my daddy's supposed to love me more. <laughs> That'd be so perfect. That'd be a great jealousy story because like, it, it'd be reflected in even their like their amateur 
wrestling backgrounds because Chad got way further than uh, Jason ever did. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. This would be gold. Mm-hmm. This would be gold if they did this. Mm, I like it. Um. So other than that, notable is obviously I think Drew McIntyre. Great move. I think oh, yeah. he was so ready for the main roster and would have just been spinning his wheels down at NXT. Possibly, possibly, but it's it's interesting because he's coming up now as a heel in a very different role than he had done in NXT. Yeah. And uh, what do you think of was his he pairing face? here with Dolph? Yeah, he was, was face. He? Um, the yeah, entire he... time in NXT? Yeah. Okay. I believe so. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure he came in as a babyface, and then he, he definitely left uh, injured as the babyface. I mean, he's a great heel, though. So, not worried about the switch at all. <clears throat> I like the pairing with Dolph, because I think it's actually... I know the the idea is probably that Dolph's going to help Drew, right? But I think in reality it's going to be Drew helping Dolph. Yeah, I think I think it's definitely going to be both, though, right? And yeah. at, at first, hopefully, it would be a little bit more Drew helping Dolph, and Dolph can kind of get to his real full potential, and then bring Drew with him. Yes, and then Drew can kind of keep going as well. Mm-hmm. Which and, and I feel like the comparisons are supposed to be obvious. It's almost too obvious, right? That this is supposed to be like HBK Diesel 2.0. Oh, absolutely. But like, I'm not complaining about that at all. No. <laughs> you will find no complaints from me on that one, sir. I hope they parried it at some point. Like, I want to see Dolph come out like dressed in like the chaps and stuff as HBK. Mm-hmm. Like, not <laughs> don't have like an HBK shirt or anything. Just come out in like chaps. And have uh, Drew come out in like sunglasses and a leather vest and stuff like that, and just mm-hmm. just nonchalantly try to play it off. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fair. Like, yeah, for like one night or something. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, interesting signings of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Oh, hold on, uh, hold on. I got to talk a little bit more about Drew and Dolph. Oh, okay. I feel like. Like, this is almost too genius. Like, they have given no fucks about Dolph for so long. Like, do you think that this was in the cards for a little bit longer than we might have given them credit for? Like, because Drew's also been out for a little while with the injury, mind you. Like, I, is it possible they actually, like, it, could this have been, like, part of when they, like, when Dolph re-signed? Is because they had a really good idea. And they were like, look, we just got to wait until you get through WrestleMania. After that, we can start up this new storyline. You and Drew can do your own thing. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot more to this. This doesn't just seem like a random idea they just came up with and were like, well, let's fucking see what happens now. It's very possible. I mean, from the sounds of it, they're very open to the superstars making their own suggestions. Mm -hmm. So whether it was Drew wanting to work with Dolph, Dolph wanting to work with Drew, pitching it to the creative team, like, Mm -hmm. or the creative team just going, hey, we know Drew's coming back, and we know that he's not going back to NXT, so what do we do with him on Raw? Hey, Dolph's kind of been not doing anything, so let's put them together and see how it works. I think it could be any number of those things slash a combination of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, it definitely, it's, whether it's completely intentional or if it's a little bit lucky, it does seem to be like this really great, perfect alliance, right? Because they... They're both in a very similar position in that they were both in the company many, many years ago, and they're both being positioned as like these top guys who are going to be taking over and being the future of the industry. And they both really never kind of got to their full potential. Like, you know, Dolph was still in the company and Drew left, but now they're both back and now they're both together. So maybe now they're kind of returning to reclaim what they feel like they were owed in the past. That's and they of, kind of, mm-hmm. they overlapped in that time too, right? Like, mm-hmm. Dolph was on his rise when Drew was doing the Chosen One thing, right? Yeah, they were, like, right there. They were in the same okay. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were. I think they both uh, even fought uh, John Morrison for the Intercontinental title. Like, they were both Intercontinental title guys at the same time. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Yeah, because Morrison got it from Rey Mysterio. He defended it successfully against Ziggler, but then he dropped it to uh, McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, so, yeah, actually, and I've, I've got, like, a, a pitch idea in my head. And uh, so for folks who are interested in some more ideas that we've been putting together, we've got a new project that's going to be coming out uh, this week. 
to directly challenge the motherfuckers over at Raw, the creative team. It's going to be called Alt-Raw. A little bit of play off of the alt-right movement. And in our uh, alt-raw, unless we change it between now and then, <laughs> I would really like for Dolph and Drew to call themselves the Prodigal Sons. I think that's a nice name. It kind of <laughs> feeds into the whole, like, yeah, you've gone, you squandered some things, and now you've come back. I don't know. I like it. I, I definitely like it, too. It would be better than just calling them Drew and Dolph. <laughs> <laughs> or combining their names somehow. Mm-hmm. And also, I, th- I think it, if you give it that little bit of a feel, like a little bit more of that story, then it's not just Sean and uh, Diesel 2.0, right? No, uh, yeah, because Sean and Diesel 2.0 is just small guy with a mouth who needs a bigger guy to back him up. Right. But like, it's it's that distinction that it's like a small guy that can work, because then it's not just yeah. like Enzo and Cass. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, Sean, Sean could work, so. Although, speaking of Cass, what did you think of him showing up on SmackDown? I thought that was a great move, too. I think get him on a different show than what what he was on. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't mention his past. <laughs> and put him straight into a program with someone like Dan or Brian who can make him look good. Right, like somebody who you can immediately draw that. Because like, they want to get him over as a heel? Perfect. Throw him up yeah. against as a babyface who, like, if you just start doing shitty things to him, you are guaranteed to get booed. And it's already, like, big boot to the face on the first night. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Because it plays right into Daniel Bryan's injuries, right? Like, he had yeah. concussions, and you just boot him in the face. Perfect. Man, between the boots to the face, the Kinshasa's, like, knees to the face, if Seth Rollins is on that show, like, Daniel Bryan would just be fucking dead. Like... <laughs> um. Well, he now has to compete with the superstars that have gone over to SmackDown, which are The Miz, Jeff Hardy, who now has the United States title, and I want to get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose, Samoa Joe, Big Cass, Eric Young, Alexander Wolf, Killian Dane, Asuka, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallo, Cesaro, Sheamus, R-Truth, who had a funny segment, Andrade Almas, and Selena Vega. You know, before we jump into just how much fucking better SmackDown is than Raw right now after that yeah. draft, I'm really glad that we ended up deciding to take on the challenge of writing a better version of Raw because it is going to be so much harder with this roster. <laughs> yeah. Is this, like the SmackDown roster, I look at that and I'm like, how, like, if, like this, that, is, if this is bad, it's that, because you fucked this up. Like that last, the, the, the list I just gave alone is a great roster for a small promotion. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so and like, that's just, that's just the people that came over. Like, mm-hmm. that's not counting like Randy Orton and, yeah, like, okay, uh, so else? just for a quick imagining over here on the SmackDown side, we've got as like a main event scene, we've got Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, Jeff Hardy, um, Samoa, Samoa Joe. Joe. Uh, that like that's pretty fucking sweet, man. That's a that's a pretty good scene. <laughs> yeah. Who could have imagined just only a few years ago, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, Shinsuke Nakamura in the main event of a WWE show? It is kind of amazing. Dude. And then how much farther the women have come, too, because then on that women's division, you've got uh, you've got Becky Lynch, you've got Asuka, you've got Charlotte. And I think Carmella's come a decent way. The Iconics are great. Carmella's promos and then in-ring like yelling and stuff like that are fucking amazing. Oh my god, dude, what did you think of the Melibration? That was fantastic. I'm sorry, I used the wrong F word. That was fabulous. That's right, it was fabulous, Joe. We got Frankie, the Money in the Bank briefcase. We got Cleopatra, yes. the title. Oh my god, I love that she names her shit. <laughs> and then her scream when Asuka came out was amazing. I love Carmela's <laughs> scream. Like, you're right, she she is an amazing character. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it is kind of crazy though. Like I'm really glad that she has the title and that she's at least had it even for a little bit here. But like she's already progressed so much as a character that she already almost feels like she doesn't need the title. Hmm. Yeah, and it's been it's been a kind of fast thing because like leading up to her cashing in, she wasn't doing much, mm-hmm. and it's just been this week, right or so, that she's had the title now. That yeah. Yeah, because she got it last week on SmackDown, and it's uh, only been a week. Wow. WrestleMania was only two weeks ago. It feels like forever ago. 
Well, I think that's a consequence of just the modern news cycle. Like everything is just gone the next day. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, like this, this is a fucking great, I love the celebration. I love, yeah. like, I just, I really love Carmella. I'm, <laughs> I'm really disappointed that her and Bailey are not in the same show this year. Mm-hmm. Cause I really, but you know, maybe next year they will be, cause I really want them to get back together at some point. And actually do like Baymella the tag team. And... Yep. Do the Baymella tag team. But you know what? I guess maybe, maybe we need to wait a little bit longer until, uh, they actually have like that women's tag division. Maybe they're going to try and build that over this year or something. Mm-hmm. Put together. Cause like with the Iconics up there now, like that's another tag team. That's like straight up ready to go. The I Iconics. Mm, yeah. The I Iconics. The I Iconics and the Riot Squad. <laughs> You've got. Oh, Absolution. they're not in the same show. Damn it. That's true. Well, no, the Iconics and uh, wait, Absolution is on SmackDown now. Yes, right. Absolution moved to SmackDown. And... Although, speaking of the tag team division, the SmackDown tag team division is also looking fucking great because you've got fucking the Bludgeon Brothers, you've got the Usos, you've got the New Day, and now you've got the Bar on the same show. The Bar, and I'm gonna throw the club in there. I think in the SmackDown tag team division, they could really be what they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm which is just those brawler guys. I think they would be great opponents for the Bludgeon Brothers right now. Actually, you know what? That's a good point because um, they're going to need somebody new to fight. Yeah. And someone like legitimate to fight. Like Cesar and Sheamus, definitely. But Cesar and Sheamus are probably going to want... You're probably going to want to put the titles on them. So you don't want to do that just yet. So throw Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows at them for now. And then I think down the line, though, if you have Carl and Luke do the right things, which is just have them be that monster tag team. I think they could also hold the titles too. I could see that. I could see that potentially happening here at some point, especially because now go ahead. Uh, No, you go ahead. Especially because like with the bludgeon brothers being heels, they probably wouldn't necessarily want to have the bar take it off of them. So yeah, maybe at some point actually like maybe the clubs would be like that because they can actually be like underdogs against the bludgeon brothers. Yeah. Because, I mean, Carl's small enough that mm-hmm. it could mainly be isolate Luke and just beat down on Carl, right? And True, but, but, really even, some... but even Luke Gallows compared to Luke Harper and uh, Eric Rowan, like, he even looks kind of like an underdog. Because he's, like, the same size, but he looks goofy. Yeah. Whereas they don't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, and I think, too, they're, the the gimmick that they've been trying to do would work better now. Because now they're not with AJ. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having... Or I'm sorry, they're not with Finn. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually could team up with AJ now. They could team back up with AJ. That might but, not be uh, a bad idea. With with Finn doing the whole, oh, the Balor Club is this inclusive group and stuff like that, it didn't quite work with like Carl Nuke calling people nerds and stuff like that. So, <laughs> Yeah. But I think that gimmick would work well with going with mm-hmm. someone against... like. The Bludgeon Brothers and things like that. So I think, like, I think the club and Cesar and the bar could have some great promos back and forth. Yeah, might be. Yeah, because I mean, they could make fun of Seamus all day for his fucking stupid ass hair. Yeah, you know, uh, actually, Cesaro because he keeps more up with in... the mouth guard. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep, totally. It's like we're gonna knock out all the rest of your teeth, nerd. Yeah. I don't know. They could go after the New Day. Those are they're fucking nerds. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm I'm interested to hear what you think as far as something that I'm very interested about and excited about is with this greatest Royal Rumble coming up, we have two of the titles, the mid-card titles, that are being vied for by guys that are on opposite shows. Mm-hmm. So where do you think the mid-card titles end up? Because we got Jinder versus uh, Jeff for the U.S. title after Jeff Hardy stole the U.S. title, being the like every single guy who's had the U.S. title that's not Rusev now. Because <laughs> Jeff has had it, Jinder has had it, Rusa, uh, Randy's had it, and Bobby Roode has had it, all within the span of, like, a month. <laughs> and uh, then there's the Intercontinental Ladder Match uh, with Seth Finn, Samoa Joe, and Miz. Yeah. Yes. Two Raw and two SmackDown guys. Yeah. Uh, I think they, they keep it how they just switched it. I think U.S. stays on SmackDown mm-hmm. and Intercontinental stays on Raw. Yeah, I could totally see that. I I think you're right. Um, 
Because I also think so storyline wise with the the whole Jeff Hardy win. So in storyline, these GMs should know who's moving to who, like by Monday, right? Mm-hmm. So why would Kurt Henkel put Jeff Hardy in a match with Jinder Mahal if he knew Jeff was going to SmackDown? Um, I guess Do they maybe... have that much confidence in Jinder that like. Maybe he has that much confidence in Seth that he's like, hey, look, Seth is my Intercontinental Champion. I know he's not losing. So I don't ah. care. you guys can have the U.S. title back. Okay. Hadn't thought about that. All right. That's good. At, yeah, after the Monday Night Rollins performance, like maybe because, I mean, that's that's kind of like the only way to salvage it. Other, otherwise, just saying Kurt's an idiot, right? Yeah. Which is also kind of true, like yeah. <laughs> over and over in canon. <laughs> Like, Kurt yeah, I mean, Kurt moron. definitely lost in this in this superstar. Like, Paige, Paige is a noob, just kicked his ass. Like, <laughs> he's like, pwned? Noob? What? <laughs> what are these words? I don't even know how to operate my phone. Dubba dubba what? <laughs> dubba dubba what? <laughs> yep, he got schooled by a millennial. <laughs> yep. Although he did get Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, and... I do. Oh, I did not get them. Oh, Sammy, Stephanie man got them. Sammy's glasses make <laughs> me so happy. <laughs> oh my gosh, this almost makes up for Oscar's streak being ruined, and probably her <laughs> Wait, whole career. Glasses <laughs> no, it's not that level. But I do really love Sammy's glasses. <laughs> I, I. All right, so this is. This is the one time I'm going to feed into WWE's really stupid holiday shit, but I really mm. hope they keep this glasses gimmick going long enough that when they get to, like, by Christmas, that they can do Sammy Claus. <laughs> That's I awesome. thought you, I think you're going to go with, like, he's going to shoot his eye out with the glasses. Oh, my God. Yes. That'd be, oh, my God. Do that, too. <laughs> oh, it's a Red Rider BB gun? Great. Oh, my eye. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that'd be hilarious. Um, they were probably two of the biggest grabs for Raw, right? Yeah, that because I mean, either in the tag division or in singles, these guys are fucking amazing. And I, I, I like that the storyline worked for that too, right? Like, mm-hmm. why would Angle get them? So Angle was able to say, "No, I don't want you," and then overruled by heel stuff. Yep. So good stuff. I loved it. Because you could not, you, I heard one suggestion of having like Paige turn heel on Shane by signing those two, but I just like you wouldn't want any more of the Owens and Zayn and Shane storyline, so they had to go to Raw mm-hmm. or NXT. I thought that would have been, yeah, yeah, because we had talked about that I think uh, last week, right? I think yeah. it'd be a, a cool idea for them. If they had gone out to NXT and maybe done stuff with uh, Undisputed Era. But yeah, they they sold that really well too. Did you see both of them had their shops back up on Pro Wrestling Tees? Holy shit, I didn't know they went that far. Yeah. Uh Kevin Steen shirts were being sold as were El Generico shirts. Huh. Damn. Lucky bastards. Uh I hope I wonder if they actually got them or if like all the orders got canceled like post like after. Oh no, no. Happened. They actually made them. Ooh. That was awesome. Yeah, and a whole, whole bunch of people bought them. I thought that's just a really cool thing to do every once in a while, right? Like, mm-hmm. so the people that maybe weren't around to get a Kevin Steen shirt or something like that could have jumped on in that week and mm-hmm. gotten it. Totally. Uh, so that's pretty much it for Raw then. Um, so over see. to... Ooh, uh, one other thing I want to talk about from Raw uh, that I... Th- I th- do you think that they're really doing a good job so far with Ember Moon? Her coming up, because I thought her match with Mickey was pretty good. It was. was. I just want to hear her talk more. Maybe. Explain some things. Um, yeah, I think we can get there. Because I, th- I think she's she's still kind of like iffy on the promo, so I'm just worried about That's her. True. Like, I don't want her to ruin what she's going. Like, she's going. she's got a good thing going right now. Yeah. <laughs> Like if, if they put too much talky talky on her and she's not ready, then she could like sink it. So yeah, I want to let's ease into that because that fucking eclipse she hit on Mickey was like holy shit. Yeah, that was great. Well, they made the good choice of putting her in there with someone like Mickey, right? Like, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, who then sold that like a oh my gosh. That was great. I loved it. Um, but then you yeah, also then uh, I guess in the finale, what did you think of the Miz Taraj betraying the Miz on his way out? Uh, I don't. I just don't have hope that it'll go anywhere. I think Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel are just going to go back to the like mid card and mm-hmm. unnoticed. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, you're you're probably true. Unfortunately. <laughs> You're probably right, unfortunately. Um, but I don't know. I, I would like to think that, I mean, both of these guys at, at, I would actually at least to say it, both of these guys at some point actually did do something pretty good with their careers. I think more yeah. so Bo Dallas than Curtis Axel, because I thought the Bo Leave stuff was actually pretty decent. That was. Uh, Axel got a slight peak when he won the Intercontinental title. Yeah, that was what I was going to say, right? I think it was when he first became Curtis Axel, when he was there with Paul Heyman, like, there were some glimmers of goodness in there yeah because he could reference his dad and stuff like that yeah he could do that and he's he's actually a pretty like solid technical wrestler oh yeah like he's he's not bad mm-hmm. um so I, I feel like for him maybe like going back into some sort of other faction or working with somebody like maybe if randy orton or somebody else wanted to do some sort of like a legacy type faction like that could work because he is like a third generation third generation are they yes. both third? I think they're both third. They're both third. Mm-hmm. Yes, maybe they could they could do something like that. I don't know. Because I would like for Bo Dallas to potentially just go back to being Bo Dallas. Because yeah, we talked about the whole him reuniting with Bray Wyatt for a long time. But now Bray Wyatt's over with Matt Hardy, and that's way better. So like, let's keep doing that. Because Bray and Matt Hardy are gelling really well as a team. Yes. What do you think of these two so far? Oh, it's been fantastic. Bray's fit right into that uh, niche that uh, Matt created, and it's it's been great. Like the crowd has finally taken to Bray. Mm-hmm. I think it actually I I would even say it actually has helped Matt a bit too as well. I feel mm-hmm. like the crowd has been become more accepting of this weird gimmick. I don't know if you've noticed that. I think so. Yeah, you're right. So I think it's kind of worked both ways, and so yeah. They, yeah, it's just been great. It's been great so far. Yeah, I've I've been fucking digging it. The crowd's clearly digging it, and I think they're very clearly destined to be uh, the next tag team champions. Because mm-hmm. I don't see any way that they, the uh, the bar wins the Raw tag team champions chips and be on SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think that'll be a nice win for that uh greatest mm-hmm. Royal Rumble. Yeah, that'll be a really good moment. I'm I'm excited for it. And I'm Got also excited. Any- oh, I was going to transition over to SmackDown for something else I'm excited for. Great. Because uh, in the tag team division, they, they are really, I think, doubling down on just how fucking psychotically dangerous the Bludgeon Brothers are. And with, like, the level where they beat down the Usos to the point where Naomi had to come out and save them. Yes, that I was I thought that was great. really good. I thought that was very interesting. I, I also I do like the the one positive that these shows like Total Divas and Total Bellas has done is you're able to bring in those extra accessories to a storyline like that. Mm-hmm. So Naomi coming out really brings out the sympathy for uh, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Yeah. Like it just it adds that extra layer to these characters. Yeah, it reminds you that it's like they're they're not just brothers; like they also are people. And this guy actually has a wife and stuff. Exactly, humanizes them, and it's it's uh, also interestingly sort of humanizes the Bludgeon Brothers a little bit too, right? Because they actually did back off. Yeah, like it shows said, that like, they're hey, not just stop. complete monsters, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, I also think we forgot to bring this up earlier. We have Sanity coming into SmackDown. Yes, that's another. We'll get a. I I think them and the Bludgeon Brothers will be very interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if because that could be either just like a too much of the same thing or maybe they could even do like a crazy storyline of like maybe they all join up together and it's like a super group like the Bludgeon Brothers join Sanity or something. Hmm. I don't know how I would feel about that just because we have seen the Bludgeon Brothers in a group like that before. Mm-hmm. So I do like seeing them on their own, so to speak. Like I know they're a tag team together, but. It has felt a little different 
Mm-hmm. So. Totally. Uh, I mean, I was just kind of throwing out an idea. Yeah. But. Yeah. I uh, would, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts, though, on Sanity coming up without Nikki, though? Uh, boo. I boo that decision. Nikki should absolutely be part of them. Because I, I really felt like she kind of helped make it different. Because there's so, mm-hmm. so many of these, like, wild man groups that have happened over the time. And, like, and this now is, that this is a wild man with a woman, so... This is a wild man with a woman, but then also I think she was the one who actually sold the actual insanity way better. Cause like, oh, definitely. Because, like, let's lay out the other ones, right? Like, Eric Young just looks like a fucking goofball. Like, I'm not afraid of but Eric he, Young, ever. He also had to be... He couldn't be completely insane, right? When you're the talker of the group, slash the leader, you have to have some sensibility. Most of the time, yeah. But, I don't know. If their whole gimmick is that they're fucking insane, then why can't their leader be insane, too? Uh, Because you would get Bray Wyatt promos. Hey, Bray Wyatt's promos haven't been the problem. Bray Wyatt has been booked into fucking the ground was the problem. Oh, his promos helped it, though. Some of those ones where he's just, like, talking, and you're just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, Well, yeah, not all of them were winners, but there were a lot yeah. of really good ones that then just ended up it ended up tainting all of them because they all became meaningless when he would never win. That That but, is true. But with Sanity, because then you, all right, so you got Eric Young, who's just a fucking goofball. Yeah. Alexander Wolf, who's also basically a goofball. Uh, and Killian Dane, who looks like a big teddy bear. Like, he does not look like a mean man. He looks yeah. like a big di- a big guy, but he's not, like, I don't He looks like a nice guy. He looks like a nice boy. He like, looks if like I had a, a daughter and she was like, oh, I'm going out with Killian Dane, he'd be like, oh, all right. <laughs> he looks like a nice boy. He'll keep you safe. He, he kind of reminds me of, like, Solomon Grundy from, <laughs> <laughs> like, Batman. This big guy that can just be, like, uh... What's the word I'm looking for? Deceived by smarter people? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's just like a big lovable oaf. He's Manipulated. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, very manipulatable. Yeah. Uh, but then Nikki Cross is like the most completely insane and crazy looking one out of them all. Like, mm. if my if I had a daughter and was like, oh, I'm going out with Nikki Cross, he'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> that bitch looks crazy. Like, I think she's going to try and kill you. Uh you can't go out with her. Sorry. <laughs> now, what I have hope for is that I think maybe they were too scared of bringing Nikki Cross up and uh, the general audience of Raw and SmackDown comparing her too much to Ruby Riot. Or I also have hope that maybe they need her because NXT has been pretty smart with using people. So I hope that they were just like, hey, don't bring her up just yet. We still need her to do such and such down here in NXT. Mm, maybe. I don't know. It, it, well, you know what? It, mentioning on the whole Ruby Bride thing, they just shipped her ass over to Raw. So there's the perfect spot. Bring you know Nikki Cross with the rest of Sanity up to SmackDown. That's true. All right, down in NXT, like, unless Nikki Cross is going to be put into a major program to put somebody over... Like, there's no point in her being down there right now. And especially because with the champion being Shayna Baszler, actually, you know what? Get Nikki Cross out of there as fast as possible. Her being down there with Shayna is going to be bad. Why? Because either she's going to be completely out of the title contention and therefore not really matter. Or she's going to get bitched out to Shayna because there's no way they're going to, like, switch a title over to Nikki Cross. Right? Like, this is Shayna's time. Especially as evidenced by this last NXT, when she came over into the locker room and was basically telling Sarah Del Rey to fuck off. Yeah. Like, this is Shayna's time. Everyone I, is going to get, like, you know, just bitched out by her for a little bit. So you don't I, want Nikki, cause Nikki Cross. Because Nikki Cross isn't a babyface, really. She's, like, this tweener character, but she's kind of supposed to be a heel. I think she could still go against Shayna, though. Um. Uh... They're heels that stand for something different. Shane is the kick-ass, I don't give a shit heel. And Nikki's the, I do what I want heel. And so if she wants the title, she could go for it. Okay. Like, maybe, like, that she's the only one crazy enough to stand up to Shayna? Absolutely. And I don't think her losing to Shayna hurts her at all. No, I guess not. Because, yeah, actually, you know what, you're, you're talking me into it a little bit. 
Yeah, because she could be like, yeah, exactly. She I have be a like feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just yeah. have a feeling that they they probably think that okay, we got Shayna over Ember Moon. Who else can we put her over? And now that I think about it, the strongest woman left on that NXT women's roster is Nikki. Well, that or Kyrie Sane, I would say. Kyrie, I would just say, like, with how small she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I people like her. Be... She's got a good win-loss record. Yeah. I would just, I don't know. To me, Nikki, uh, Shayna going over Nikki is a bigger, a bigger deal. Then the other one I would say would be uh, Candice. She's being built up into the next kind of another one. I field. think she's going to be the eventual one that takes the title away from Shayna, maybe. Ooh, the uh, ultimate good girl? Yeah. Beating the bad girl? Way down the road, though. I think Shayna mm-hmm. should hold on to this title for a good amount of time. Yeah, she definitely needs to stomp people for a, little, a while. And like That's I right. said, I, I just don't think... I think Nikki goes up to her, gets beat... Then goes up to the main roster. Maybe that's what happens. Maybe they just need her for like a couple more months, and then Nikki joins Sanity like by SummerSlam or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you know who's who's to say she couldn't just do both? Like they've had people do both for a little bit sometimes. Like yeah, yeah. she could be up with Sanity, and maybe she doesn't even need to be there with them every week. Like she could be with yeah. them sometimes, and then she could be finishing up her stuff in NXT, or she and- could like you know, finish an NXT and then come up like with sanity later. And like, maybe she could, they could be just holding her off as like a surprise, right? They're just mm-hmm. advertising the three guys. And then they get into a battle with someone like maybe mm-hmm. Andrade or someone. And then Selena starts doing stuff and Nikki comes in for the save or something like that. Like, right. Yep. They could totally do that. Good call. So yeah, we don't, yeah, like I said, I, I'm excited because my immediate thought was they need Nikki down in NXT for something. So I think that's my gut is telling me that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know what? I guess you're right because I was totally wrong and you convinced me. <laughs> it's usually what happens, right? All the time. All the time. <laughs> uh, other than that, on SmackDown, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the uh, R-Truth segment where he thought he was on Raw. <laughs> Though, mm-hmm. I, I think it would have been just slightly better if he actually was, like, on Raw or something like that. <laughs> and then next like, week, computer. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Like, he was actually confused. Like, mm-hmm. he was just like, yeah, I'm on Raw. And they're like, no, no, dude, you this is SmackDown. He's like, oh, crap. <laughs> so next, next week, he's like, yep, I'm back where I'm supposed to be. Like, <laughs> He starts showing up on all the other shows. He shows up on 205 Live. Yeah. <laughs> this is Raw, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, I can be on the show. No, you're too heavy. Just like Buddy Murphy, who didn't make weight. Yeah, they finally brought that into uh, play. Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder if, if like, this is the next uh, piece in the storyline, and maybe they're going to start building to the fact that, like, he's, like, maybe been trying to scam the system, and this is just the first time he got caught. Oh. But, like, maybe he's like, all right, I hit 205 at, like, the because he said that there was, like, a certain time that he had to weigh in at 205. Yes. And then after that, pump the weight back on. Yeah, bulk up. Mm-hmm. Maybe so. you see him, like, I don't know, cheat the scales or something like that. Yeah, oh, that'd be a good one, too. I think we had mentioned that a long time ago, right? That, like, yeah. somebody should cheat the scales. And I, I think that would be, those kind of segments are great now, especially with Drake Maverick mm-hmm. as the GM. Now you have that really counter uh, power authority. So, like... Mm-hmm. To like someone doing something like that has someone to like argue with and things like that. So, mm-hmm. and then what did you think? Uh, to continue on 205 Live, there was uh, the announcement from uh, Drake Maverick of the Gauntlet match. I thought that was great. Uh, 205 Live has just been killing it lately. My only question, as far as the Gauntlet match thing, is like, does this feel a little bit too much like? Their their constant solution for everything is just like, oh, we need somebody to fight the champion. Let's just have a multi-man match or a tournament or like just does it feel kind a little of, bit too samey? Kind of. And I would say that I think their thoughts are probably just like we only have the hour and they pretty much only get like 
kind of two matches, two to three matches in every week. Mm-hmm. So maybe they feel like they can't build someone up. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, because it, it felt so weird to me that it was like, all right, they had built up Buddy Murphy as the challenger, and then they do this angle to write him out, and then it's like, it's like, didn't you guys like create your own problem here? Yeah. Of that, like, oh, we have to have a sudden new number one contender because we just wrote out our current number one contender for him being too heavy. <laughs> Which, I yeah, it, like, maybe that's still part of an over... Maybe it's still going to be part of a bigger storyline, but... Yeah. I also think maybe, too, that they probably think it, like, this audience, by the by the time 205 Live is on, mm-hmm. is fairly exhausted. They've gone through two hours of SmackDown and stuff. So maybe they're just thinking, like, multi-man matches and gauntlet matches are just a little more exciting for them. Mm-hmm. It just It's still so weird. I can't believe... Like, why did they put on 205 Live after SmackDown? Like... It's so dumb. Isn't this the most obvious thing in the world to just put it before SmackDown? Especially last week. Uh, or not... Well, now two weeks ago. Sorry. The, the WrestleMania weekend, like some of those people, I can't imagine that went to NXT so hot. Wait, sorry. This, this is the person that I want to talk to. A guy that went to Hall of Fame, NXT, WrestleMania, Raw, and then SmackDown. And I want to see what they're cheering for by the time 205 Live comes on, on that Smack, after that SmackDown. Maybe they're just, at that point, like, anything that just moves and makes sound, they're just conditioned to just cheer or boo at it. Yeah. <laughs> they're just, like, barely even uh, conscious. They're just, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. boo, huh? <laughs> boo, yeah, boo, yeah. They're not even doing the punching spot. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they're not even doing the punching spot. Oh, my gosh. So, speaking of uh, spots, one of my, fa- this is my favorite spot of the week. Uh, what did you think of the super lion tamer from Hangman Page to the entire row of dudes in the match at Masters of the Craft? I thought that was fantastic. That was fucking hilarious. Adam Page, man, he is his stock is just on the rise. Yeah, we we talked about that with his match with Kota Ibushi, and then now it's continuing to just grow. Yeah, I mean, I I've liked him for a while now, but he's definitely. Uh, on his way up even more. Where do you think you see him in like a year? Do you see him in world title contention? I I would throw him in television title first. Or, well, depending on the organization, right? If it's Ring of Honor, television title. If it's uh, New Japan, they want to throw a title on him. Something like the US title or something like that. Oh yeah, because well, he he did have the um the match for the U.S. title the last time. He didn't get it, but he at least had the he was a challenger. Right. Yes, I forgot about that. Yep. Finley's the current challenger, but yeah, I think Adam Page. Yeah, he was the last one. Mm-hmm. But like, he's the perfect kind of guy to challenge for that title. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think that's hardly the last time that we'll see him trying to go for. Oh, and he he can cut some great promos on to that crowd too. To the Japanese crowd? Oh, yeah. Hmm. I'd like to see it. I don't think I've seen him cut a promo over there yet. But, uh... Uh-huh. <laughs> but one thing I did, like, that I definitely got to see also from uh, ROH that I was a really big fan of uh, was this whole Jonathan Gresham and Jay Lethal match and angle here for, like, the post-match. Mm-hmm. This this felt like the epitome of ROH, right? <laughs> like this was like the most ROH match you could have. Besides like the tags without the tags. Well, just just from the fact that like even afterwards when like Jay Lethal was talking, he was like, This match was not about an angle, this is not about a storyline, this is a match just about fucking like two guys trying to prove that they're the best. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Yeah, like you're right. Like this is just a ring of honor. Like this is all about just pro wrestling. Like, at, like, in its purest. That's true. Like, just trying to tell a story, like, in the ring. You don't need to know some stuff from beforehand. It's, like, sometimes, it's obviously, there's stuff like that, too. But that, like, there is a certain beauty to being able to just tell a story purely through the act of doing a match. Yeah, that's very true. And that, like, you can get the, like, the sense of who these guys are. 
and the drama going back and forth of them just trying to defeat each other and that these guys did a really great job against each other and that there's this kind of built-in storyline past that too of that like you know jonathan gresham's like right there like he can almost get jay lethal and it's it's so pertinent too because not only is he trying to in just general establish himself as being one of the best in the world but like he and jay lethal are so similar too that like it, it, it for him it really matters for him to beat jay lethal like they're doing a very similar thing in new japan right now too with this guy hinari who just like he's like needs to beat ishii but he can't fucking do it hmm. and he keeps trying to go after him. he's a very similar guy too he's like a big sort of real thick built dude and he just can't fucking do it and he keeps trying to out muscle him but then yeah it's right like gresham's trying to like out technical wrestle uh jay lethal Yeah, and I think I think you're right. I think it is nice to see them go back to that original idea of Ring of Honor as being just like this pure wrestling, a Ring of Honor mm-hmm. like situation. Right, and yeah, and like that was yeah, both sides being very like honorable about the whole thing, like shaking hands and then some. Afterwards, like yes, we are definitely doing this again. Yeah. And we're all the benefits of that. Like, every single one of us is like, yes, let's do it again. (laughs) Fight forever. (laughs) Fight forever. Die in the ring, you bastards. Oh, my gosh. Um, What did you think, too? Because there was uh, two other really good matches on that card. I thought there was the first blood match and then the defy or deny. What did you think of those? Uh, The defy or deny was probably my favorite. God damn it. Skrull is a fucking genius. I loved that, uh, like, fucking around with everybody to try and get everybody manipulated with, like... Yeah. Like, he was trying to, like, hit the one dude and get, like, the boys disqualified. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to, like, he... I loved that. I loved all that shit. <laughs> He's such, like... I'm trying to think of who I would compare him to. Like, I can't remember a ring psychologist as good as him. No, like, that's, I feel like that's, he's the standard, right? Like, yeah, like, just about everybody else should be trying to be playing catch up to Marty's girl. Mm -hmm. As far as just like he, yeah, the the ring psychology is on another level. I guess maybe, maybe like a Jericho. Yeah, I think Jericho would probably be close. Um, because, uh, yeah, I just, in recent memory, I can't think of anyone that's like, just been able to like control the crowd as well as he does and just do just interesting things. Like if you ever hear him on interviews too, like the way he thinks about it, um, he, I think you would actually really like it the way he talks about it. He's like, he does. He was like, I don't think in terms of baby face and heel, right. He was like, I just do what the villain would do and the crowd can react. However. Right. Although he, I mean, without him saying it, he also does have a really very distinctly nice advantage with, like, his specific gimmick. It it very much lends to that because no matter what he does, as long as he gets a reaction, then that's correct, right? Because if he's being a complete piece of shit and they boo, good. He's being a complete piece of shit. Yeah. And if people cheer, then it's like, great. They love him for being a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like, he wins no matter what. Like, he has a very well-crafted gimmick. But at the same time, like, he does it so well that like, you know, so many other guys, if they tried to do the same gimmick, they would probably just fail. But like, he, he does it really well. Like, cause he's it, like, the villain is just constantly trying to look for that upper hand and you can never trust him. Even if you're his best friend, like, mm-hmm. cause even in like the matches with bullet club and stuff like that, even when he's tagging with Cody and stuff like that, he's constantly like trying to betray him or teasing, betraying him. Like he will fuck over anybody and everybody at any time. Yeah. You know what? He is the... I'm going to say this. He's the second coming of Eddie Guerrero in that way. I think he's that... Mm, I think Eddie Guerrero was this ring, ring psychologist of his level. In that similar vein. Like, he's... Yeah. Yeah, he's the next Eddie Guerrero. There you go, people. That, that was a good one. Yeah. That's, that's who I would say his comparison is. That's the apt comparison. Um, 
that just took it right out of you, right? It was too good. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm hitting a wall. No, it's okay. I, th- I feel like that's pretty much um, it. I, let's you know what? Let's run down our thoughts of the greatest Royal Rumble card, just to kind of get some ideas going into because we're not quite at it, the event yet, but we're getting close. Two weeks away, I want to say. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, because next week is the go home shows. For yes, uh, April twenty seventh. And I still, I, I don't know. I keep getting in my head that I feel like the fact that this is going to be airing at such a weird time. Actually, I, I think I looked it up. I think it's supposed to be like maybe in the afternoon for us. Friday afternoon is when it's live. So you know what? Actually, with it being Friday afternoon, that's not that. That's not so weird that they couldn't do something like a title change. Yeah, they they could put the title on Reigns here, I guess. Um. I just wish it would have been on something like a Saturday because I remember that worked really well with the UK title tournament. That was mm-hmm. on a, like a Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was nice. Um, so Friday afternoon, you're gonna have some tough uh, scheduling with that, right? Like, mm-hmm. are people gonna take off work just to watch this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> although I guess. Um... Yeah, that'd be fucking weird. People are going to take off work. I don't think they will. Yeah. Uh, well, the first uh, matchup is one that has been in the news recently for how much it's changed. It's The Undertaker versus Rusev in a casket match. Um, this was originally announced this way and then switched to Undertaker versus Jericho and then switched back to Rusev. Yeah, this is, this is really fucking odd in that Okay, and we have these pair of matches, right? Because we have Undertaker in a match, and we also have Cena in a match. Yes. Cena versus Triple H for nothing. And it's just yeah, a singles match. Just a random match, and neither of these guys have had a promo or a match since WrestleMania to discuss what happened. Or that, like, this is just so weird. But, I mean, I guess it's... You know, it's, it's, it is so weird that I assume that this is going to be televised, because... It would totally make sense. It's like, all right, if they still want to just do these matches and have them as dark matches for the live crowd, then cool. That makes sense. You want these guys to be able to see these big stars. I get it. But this is so weird if these are both going to be televised because this just, like, makes no sense in either. Well, it makes even less sense for Cena, right? Cena fighting Triple H makes no sense in either of their cannons right now. But, like, Undertaker and Rusev is like, I don't know. That doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's... I don't know. This is so weird. It is. I don't even know what to make of this. Like, so, I mean, I think they're just counting this as kind of like a one-off. And so I don't think they're thinking about continuing storylines and things like that. Mm-hmm. At least for these guys. Because, like, also, what, like, why is Cena fighting Triple H? Like, You know what? Here we go. Sean Cena will get some tips from Triple H, the king of burials. And be like, hey, look, <laughs> I need to go fucking ambush Undertaker in the middle of their match. And then I need to throw him in the casket and then bury him. And get rid of him for good. So that's that's the secret plot to the whole thing. Triple H and John Cena will team up and ambush uh, Undertaker in the middle of the match. And help Rusev win. Stuff Undertaker in the casket and then bury him. And kill him. And that's how you write out Undertaker. At the, at the greatest Royal Rumble in well, you know, you know what Triple H uh, isn't going to be giving John Cena any tips on is mm. how to have a wedding. Oh, 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 that's so true. Oh snap! It, yeah, all right. I let's close with this because I have a funny story to tell you on that note. One of my neighbors, I was talking the other day at the dog park about like somehow the whole uh, thing about wrestling came up. I think she. Like, just knows that I'm a wrestling fan. She was like, oh, well, like, I'm a big fan of, like, you know, John Cena and Nikki Bella. I was like, what the fuck? Like, how do you know about them? And she's just fucking into them because she somehow knows about Nikki Bella. And then I was like, oh, well, if you're really into them, they even have, like, a whole reality show. And she was like, what? I'm so excited. I want to watch that. I love Nikki Bella. And I love John. Like, she's such a fucking idiot. (laughs) But I was just like, holy shit, this person actually exists. Like, there is a person out there that for some reason would really want to watch 
total Bellas and total Divas, but have no fucking interest in WWE. Oh, yeah. It's the kind of person that watches the E! Network and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, because Nikki and Brie are in, like, Us Magazine and stuff like that. That's why, like, Us Magazine had the scoop on this. Yeah. Uh, like, it was just the weirdest per- thing, just, like, meeting somebody like that in real life. Yeah. <laughs> just like, you exist? This is the weirdest thing. But, yeah, the fact that they broke up, not the weirdest thing. Um, no. I, th- I think John uh, is seeing the writing on the wall that he's getting into Hollywood here, and he's like, you know what? I could do a lot better than Nikki Bella. <laughs> Bye, girl. I think I think it also just might be, like, like focusing on that kind of stuff, right? Because, like, not even – I don't think The Rock even has a significant other. So – I think he, I feel like, I think he does. I don't think he's married to her right now, but I think he's, I thought he had somebody he's steady with, but I'm not, I I could be totally fucking wrong. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's also really weird because his ex-wife is his manager, so. That, I mean, that says something about a dude. Yeah. That you are so good of a dude that your ex is willing to not only associate with you, but do your business with you, and that you feel comfortable enough that you let her handle your business with you. That's true. The Rock and Cena are on different levels. Yeah, you do you see Cena hanging out with his ex-wife? Nope. No. <laughs> well, apparently the that first the divorce was uh, really bad. Oh, I bet, dude. I mean, I bet she oh. took so much fucking money from him. Holy crap! That's why he was so afraid to get married again. Yep. And I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I can't blame him. I feel like. I would get I would get tired of Nikki's antics. Like she's only so dumb and entertaining for so long. And that Oh, you are totally right. Rock just has it's just like a girlfriend that they've they have they've ne- they haven't gotten married, but they apparently have two kids together. Hmm. Or will have two kids. The second one's on its way. Okay. Another pebble. Yeah. <laughs> um but, oh shit! I closed out of my greatest Royal Rumble. That's right. I'd... Well, you know, let's we'll talk about it more next week when we can actually do full predictions. Get down to the whole card. I mostly just want to talk about those weird two matches because it's just it's oh, so weird. That like, works. Why the fuck were those even happening? Yeah, because all the other ones like storyline makes sense, right? Like Lesnar versus Reigns again. Uh, the triple threat match from WrestleMania for the IC title, just adding in some Ojo. Styles and Nakamura rematch, Hardy and Jinder Mahal for the United States, uh, Bray Wyatt and Matt versus Cesaro and Sheamus, which was a short tournament, and then Bludgeon Brothers versus the Usos. Uh, the only match that were, well, so I guess the greatest Royal Rumble match itself, we we don't know who exactly is in it yet, and then Cedric Alexander has a match against somebody. Mm. To be announced. It's, to be determined. Although, with how many rematches there are on this card, it's probably just going to be Mustafa Ali. Yeah. Well, did he... Uh, I can't, he had his match with Davari, right? And then, did he win? Yeah, he won, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Could be him. It could be. I guess we'll have to find out next week. And, for all you people, find out before next week... Uh, check out we're going to be putting this online uh i believe we're going to be going with the name better booking bureau but uh you know triple, just B. Check... triple b 3b uh b cubed b cubed like, I like uh, triple b because seen as triple h right seen as a bull Buchanan when he tagged up with cena when they were the rapper <laughs> and he was b squared so we're we're b cubed we're b cubed yeah the better booking bureau is going to be presenting alt raw to the world challenging the creative team of Monday Night Raw to book it better. And uh, we are going to be introducing some sort of voting mechanic to see what people really think. It's like, all right, who really did it better, us or them? Yeah. Because I feel confident it's going to be us. It's going to be us. On SmackDown, I don't know. On Raw, definitely us. Well, we're we're just doing Raw for now. Once once we have sufficiently conquered them in Raw, then I think we can uh, conquer SmackDown as well. Mm Mm-hmm. And soon we will conquer the world. And then the world! What are we doing tonight, Brain? 
the same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. Try and book wrestling. <laughs> <laughs>